Real news. True, honest, and not fake news. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Real News Uncensored. I am joined here with Mr. Alex. As... Hello. 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 Uh, and we're going to talk about, of course, the big news of today is the Helsinki Summit with Trump and Putin. You know, I'm going to do a deep dive into that, explain the facts of it all, because I've been really uh, annoyed with the media coverage being so slanted and being so partisan and so annoyingly bad that I, I, I have to really run it down good. And then we'll talk about NATO, and we'll talk about Trump's visit to the UK, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. But, of course, let's start off with, of course, the Helsinki Summit. So... Basically, Trump and Putin met in Helsinki in Finland, and they had a meeting behind closed doors, just them alone, meeting with other people, all that sort of jazz. But the news that came out of it was from the press conference with Trump and Putin. Uh, and I'm just going to run down stuff that was headline catchy of what was said. So Putin said that he wanted Trump to win the election because he wanted to restore U.S.'s relationship with Russia. So in essence, he did admit he wanted Trump to win the U.S. election. Uh, something the media is not talking about is that Putin freaking called out George Soros for meddling in foreign elections and asked that, well, shouldn't George Soros be held accountable if you guys won't hold me accountable? Uh, Putin also made, this is a big newsworthy thing, Putin offered Mueller and his team to come to Russia to interview the 12 indicted Russian nationals. Uh, and he also said, well, you know, we can meet in the middle and I can send guys to America to investigate your elections if you want to send Americans to my country to investigate my elections. So, in other words, he wanted it to go both way. Uh, and you also probably all saw the photo of Putin giving Trump a soccer ball. That's because, you know, as he said, the ball is now in your court. He did the World Cup just now, which just ended in France one. Now it's America's <laughs> turn. Well, oh, yeah, the French, yeah, they didn't retreat this time. Shocking. Uh, <laughs> And, One of the first wins since the fucking Napoleonic Wars. Yeah, it's been a while for them, so they're very happy. <laughs> um, and then this is where the controversy of this is coming in, is the media started asking Trump questions about the Russian meddling. And Trump asked, he really didn't directly address it, he just said, well, where's the server and where are Hillary's emails? But he did say, and I have to mention this because the media isn't reporting it, that he has, quote, great confidence in... Uh, our intelligence people and then he said Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial of Russian meddling so uh, Trump said that both the US and Russia were responsible <clears throat> for the bad relationship that you see him in today Putin then also said that US intelligence agencies funneled 400 million dollars to Hillary from laundered funds from Russia via a company called Concord I cannot confirm if that's true or not but it's something he mentioned that nobody's talking about Putin didn't deny that he had compromising material on Trump when asked by a reporter. He just said that he didn't even know Trump was in Moscow at the time that Trump visited Russia for business reasons. And Trump did end a press conference bringing up Pierre Strzok, the disgraced FBI agent that had anti-Trump text, and Trump called him, quote, disgraced the FBI. And because of all this, this is literally all that happened, and the media is losing it right now. They are literally calling what Trump did treasonous, and I even got a notification that from NBC, I believe, that said it was a train wreck of a press conference. But CNN, all these outlets are calling it treasonous, the worst. I think Anderson Cooper said something along the lines of 
the worst, most disgraceful thing I've ever seen a president ever do. Uh, former CIA director John Brennan, who is uh, in some cojones and some crooked stuff, uh, tweeted that, quote, Donald Trump's press conference performance in Helsinki rises and exceeds the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors. <laughs> it was nothing short of treasonous. Not only were Trump's comments Im imbecilic, he is wholly in the pocket of Putin. Republican patriots, where are you? <laughs> well, what do they want the Republican patriots to do? Go and, like, shoot them or something? Are they, like, <laughs> literally asking for them to, like, commit crimes against them? Because that's what it sounds like to me. Like, this whole Russia thing, it's really pissing me off because literally, like, every other country during the 2016 election was involved with the Hillary's in some way or another. Like, look at where the money was going to. And then Russia, yeah. the only thing they can get them for is, like, guessing a fucking, or, like, I think they sent, like, an email, a phishing email, apparently, to some idiot who put in their credentials. Like, no. If you're an idiot and, like, open up random emails from random people that are, and then, like, put your login credentials in there, that's your fault for giving that person security rights. That person should be sent to jail. These people... <clears throat> They have no sense of like uh, security, like no sense of cybersecurity. They it wasn't like they hacked in like from nowhere. Like they, it was not like they invaded a fortress and blew a hole in something. Like stuck a thumb drive up the ass of the computer. No, what they did was they just like I think the password was like password or something stupid like that. That was John Podesta's uh, hacked emails. His email password was literally password. Like yeah, like you know, if you're a company. <laughs> should enforce security rules they have software that can do that so that you have harsher passwords than literally password yeah like this is beyond stupid and then like why are people like actually pissed off with the fact of what these emails contained if if there wasn't anything serious if there was no crimes committed then this won't be an issue but the dnc was you know uploading horrible stuff and it, it should be, like, if the Russians just, like, made up things, to be one thing. But obviously it's true because that's why they're going after Trump because they found that they had done some really illegal things. But it's like, you know, you're busting to someone's house and you find that they're, like, making meth. And then the cops arrest you for busting to someone's house. And they don't even arrest the guy, like, the meth dealer. Or he's, like, a child rapist or something, you know. It's like that level of idiocracy where you, you get the person, yeah, it's like, oh, they should get a slap on the wrist if anything. Like, you know how much our intelligence agency goes out and, like, hacks into people's shit. Yeah. Like, we had stuff where they got caught under, like, WikiLeaks and, um, who was it, uh, Snowden, where yep. we were, like, hacking into, like, the German, like, embassy. Like, we and had... tap Merkel's phones. We tap Merkel's phones. But there's no, there's nothing about U.S. collusion foreign politics. No one bats an eye about that. You know, we're the number. It's like the most hypocritical thing where we're going like, oh, Russia, you're you're being bad with hackers. No, we have probably the world's biggest hacking organization, but it's ours, so it's, it's okay. But when someone else does it, you know, oh my God, and especially when they uncover incriminating things about, uh, you know, criminal candidates, Hillary Clinton, <clears throat> that's somehow a, a bad thing and it's not even like you know they were the only people so quote unquote colluding what's colluding mean though like they meant they said hacking and now it's colluding what they mean is like you know they didn't want to have hillary elected and they you know they had maybe some bots and they had bots for clinton that were going out of uh, russia as well from what i understand <clears throat> maybe the majority were for trump but if you look at like everything else around the world 
the United Kingdom is probably the number one meddler within the United States uh, 2016 election. They had London Mayor Sadiq Khan going to the United States to go and uh, help out Hillary Clinton. You know, that's that. Why is there no one like raising an eye about that? He was doing that. You know, they had all sorts of like, you know, Angela Merkel, she was, you know, saying vote for Hillary, don't vote for Trump. Everyone else was like, all the big players <clears throat> were trying to get Hillary Clinton elected. But it's only Russia who got, who may or may not have like helped Trump get elected. And he's the only one who gets in trouble for it. And I, I find this like a completely double standard. If we're going to say no meddling in anyone's elections, which one, I don't think you can do that in a world as connected today with internet, mm. with a free and open internet. You can't say no one can like get involved at all because they do. It's just a fact of the matter is that that's what, that's realistic. But like you can't have these double standards where Russia does, you know, one thing and then they all look aghast. But, you know, England, uh, Germany, probably like, you know, the European Union as a whole, they're voting, they're helping Clinton probably Mexico, probably Canada. Everyone's rooting for Clinton, and they give whatever support they can. Oh, vote for, you know, Clinton, vote for the Clinton. But, you know, Russia, you know, one country does something about it. And then they go and make it out like Russia These are these, like, super hackers, but the ones who are really dangerous is China. Absolutely. And they're the ones that the left always, like, they keep yelling at Trump for, like, putting up these tariffs. But Chinese, you know, they it's not even just the hackers – which they have a lot of those, it's like completely state-sponsored. They steal our intellectual property, yep. and they create their own products over in China. Yep. And, and Trump is the first the one to really crack down on that. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, no other country gets away with that, and the left is just turning a completely blind eye. Let's talk about uh, Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping over there, you know, the president or whatever, their chairman, I don't even know what they call it. It's not really elected, so it's not really president. Yeah. And he's going to be it for life now. Yeah, Chairman Xi, uh, he goes over there and he allows this to go on and, like, there's little of any sort of recompense because they, like, they do have copyright laws, but it's, like, do it specifically for China. And, no, it's, like, really convoluted and they probably don't listen to it anyways. Like, it's such a screwed-up country with, like, people making fake products over there. They have people going and making fake eggs made out of wax and paint. Yeah. Like, this is the level of just, like just complete like uh, wild west depravity that's going on over there with like so much just like theft and knockoffs and no one's batting an eye that's who we should really be focusing on but no we're focusing on russia who's some like you know mostly poor country in the north but, yeah they probably did some things in the crimea that aren't so great but you know we kind of get involved in like every other country we have probably one of the world's largest empires if you look at our military bases on like pretty much every continent it's, it's probably bigger than the, uh, you know, the British Empire was at the height of it, just with all our bases everywhere else. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's somehow Russia is the one to fear, but it's obviously China if we're going to be pointing fingers. And honestly, you know, we need to go and start cutting back on our empire building. You know, they, they build like a couple, like, countries. They take a couple places, which, you know, that's wrong. They shouldn't be doing that. But the United States, we've done that all. We do that all the time. We still have it. We have these these military bases on foreign soil, which we use to go and, you know, further our reach into the Middle East. And I think that's, you know, a damn shame what we do, you know? Yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. And I'm, uh, cause you covered a lot of stuff that I pretty much agree with you a hundred percent on that, but I want to touch into, um, some of the questions people have about this. 
I'm going to get to that, but I want to start and build sort of a timeline here. Because, you know, there's so much misinformation about this Russian hacking, Russian meddling, Russian collusion, whatever you want to call it. Like, there's been so many words thrown around. And this all started when Trump won. When Trump won, everything shifted, everything changed. And in the mind of a leftist, they did not see this coming. It was impossible for Donald Trump to win. It couldn't happen. In their reality, you know, didn't coincide with the, the actual reality of the election. So they had to rewrite their reality. They're like, how could this happen? There's no way Trump could have won. He's In their minds, he's dumb. He didn't win the popular vote, which is technically true. He couldn't have won all these states if he didn't win the popular vote. Like, they, they just saw no way this could happen. So they, need, they, they figured there has to be something else. There has to be that put him over to the edge because there's no way he could have won. So what was the first thing they thought of? Oh, it must be fake news. It's fake news. There was fake news that, you know, made people vote for Trump. Well, that turned out to be kind of a stupid, you know, theory. And, you know, people are still using that phrase fake news because of that. But there, nobody has shown me a single fake news story that turned enough voters to vote for Trump. Nobody has. I, I don't think there is at all. And in fact, if I shouted out, there isn't one. So, and their, their, their second part is that it's the Russians. They meddled in our elections to help Trump. Or Trump colluded with the Russians so that he could win. First of all, there's no proof of Russian collusion. There's no proof that Donald Trump talked to any Russians and did anything with Putin to help him win. In their minds, he's so dumb, I don't see how he was smart enough to do it if you're you know, using their logic. I think Trump is smart enough that he wouldn't do it and he would win on his own because he is a very smart person. Um, but then we've come to the point of, okay, there's no collusion. And, you know, Mueller and his indictment of these 12 Russian nationals have even said that these weren't American citizens and they didn't interact with the Trump campaign and so there is no collusion. They're still saying there's no collusion. They haven't found any because there isn't any. So they're also saying that there's Russian meddling, that Russians somehow meddle in our elections. What if we had this? There's the examples you brought up. There was also this these Facebook ads that they bought with hardly any money that were shitty ads. They were terrible. I mean, they couldn't persuade a single person. Uh, you know, so I don't see how that would have any effect at all. And why why is this talked about now? Because like I said, uh, you know, well, I haven't said this yet, but there have been meddlings in our elections for years. The Russians have been trying to do this for years, and we have been doing it with other elections for years. We've meddled in Israel's elections. We've meddled in Germany's elections. We meddled in, I think, some Scandinavian countries, too, and oh, some we, South we American. Did, we did Italy. We did Italy. I think it was Operation Condor. Yeah. But, yeah. We did that, like, back in the day to go make sure the communists can come in there. Like, why do we, like, make a big deal when other people do the same thing that we've done for years. Like, we wrote the book on this. Come on. Yeah, and there was literally a guy on Laura Ingram's show, a CIA guy or ex-CIA, that said, that said, we meddle in elections all the time, just, just like the Russians. But when we do it, we do it to prevent communism and to preserve democracy. I'm like, oh, so it's okay when we do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a little arrogant, don't you think? But, you know, getting back on point is that this has been happening for years, and now it's all suddenly an issue. And, and it's only been an issue because the general populace and the media saw no other way for Trump to win, and this was their only explanation, and they saw some of it maybe happening in 
you know, in their minds. I, I really don't know how it became such a big deal as it is, but that's part of it. Uh, and, you know, what you're seeing now is, you know, all these reports were asking Trump, you know, about this at the press conference, and they were pressing him, and he's gotten, you know, slammed big time in the press and been called treasonous because he didn't call out Putin for it. But Trump did, didn't did do that for strategic reasons. Because what is Trump's goal here? Trump's goal here is to f take a bad relationship with Russia and turn it into a good one. So how do you do that? Let's, let's, let's make an analogy to explain that. Well, let me explain the concept first, and then I'll give you the analogy. You, you want to form a good relationship with somebody that you're currently having a bad relationship. How do you do that? You do that by publicly being nice to them. You don't beat them up. You don't call them names. You don't uh, make fun of them. You don't bring up things from the past. You look forward into the future. Don't look back because as you know, it distracts from the now, as the girl from The Incredibles would say. <laughs> you, know, you have to keep moving forward. You got to forget that because that's what's going to hinder any good relationships in the future. So how, how does that work? Well, let me give you an example. So let's say I want to get a cookie from you, uh, Mr. Alex. I want to get a cookie from you. And let's say we're in like a okay to bad relationship, which we aren't for the record. Um, <laughs> so I want to get that cookie from you. So I have two ways I could go about it. So I could be like, you know, Alex, you know, you're an asshole. You know, you, you stole my bike. You, you, you beat up my brother. Like, you know, you're a terrible person. But you, you better give me that cookie, by the way. You know, that's not going to work. Why should you have any incentive? You're just going to hate me more, and you're going to say, F you, I'm not going to do what you, you're telling me to do. If I came up to you and I said, you know, you're a strong guy, uh, Mr. Alex. You're a nice guy. You're, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're doing pretty well for yourself. You have a lot of wealth. You're very uh, powerful. Everybody likes you. You're respected. You go, hmm, he's uh, flattering me. I kind of like that. I mean, Maybe I will give him, you know, a little bit of this cookie. You know, you, you use flattery. It's a technique. Like, I can't believe I have to explain this to people. But people are in a different... There's half this country's in a different reality. They, they don't understand this stuff. They see that Trump not calling this out proves he's a Putin puppet, proves this and that. And yet he was just at NATO calling uh, Germany out for uh, making a deal with Russia to get gas from them, being dependent on them, and for getting money from them. And Trump has been arming Ukrainian... Uh, I guess, I don't want to say rebels because that's a loose word, but he's been arming anti-Russia Ukrainians. So it's like, that's not really Putin pup, uh, really good Putin pup, puppet if you ask me. I know I've been rambling on this for a while, but it's, there's a lot to digest in that because people don't really understand what's going on, unfortunately. Now, I'm not saying I understand it perfectly either, but this is how I interpret it happening. You know, and I think you're going to, I'm going to say it's on record, this is going to be the start of a good relationship with Russia. You're going to see good things happen. You're going to see peace. You're going to see easing of tensions. And you're, you're going to see them help us out, and we're going to help them out. And you're going to see a lot of this pitter out. Because the problem is Trump didn't also bring this up because this hinders their relationship, this Russian meddling nonsense. This, you know, it's, it's stuff that we've all been doing. If Trump mentions it, he's going to look like the biggest hypocrite because he does it. You know, not him. I mean, our government does it. So it's like... You're not going to score any points with Putin if you do that. He probably says some stuff behind the doors, you know, but in public you can't do that kind of stuff, as I just explained. But, uh, you know, do you have any final thoughts on all this?
Uh, yeah, I'd like to get an issue of correction. I said Operation Condor earlier, and that was actually the uh, operations the United States had within South America and Central America ah. and influence. What I meant to say was Operation Gladio. That was the um, operations within Italy, and um, apparently it also spread to other countries like Belgium, Denmark, France, Germany, and Greece. Among oh, what's it again? Operation Gladia, that was Gladia. that was made during the Cold War, and that was our influence largely by the United States. I think NATO also kind of was involved with it, and maybe the British, but it was mostly the United States, and that was influencing the um, those countries to thwart uh, anti-communism, or to thwart the communists. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you brought that, because I, I remember the South American thing, because I remember uh, WikiLeaks had stuff on that, I encourage people to look at that. You know, it's you know it tells you what our government actually does. You know that they don't want you to know, and you can see all these CIA people like Brennan, Clapper. They're all coming out right now, like bashing Trump hard. It's a little you know, the CIA doesn't like when he, uh, you know, for some reason wants to form a good relationship with Russia. I mean, that's the the last thing I'll say is that's what's so weird about this is that there are literally people out there right now that don't want ha us to have a good relationship with Russia. I just don't get it. Like, do they profit off of this somehow? Do they, you know, the does the military-industrial complex profit off it? I, I don't understand. I really don't know. I want somebody, you know, comment below if you have any suggestions or theories, because I honestly don't know. I don't know why they act like this, all the neocons and the cucks. Yeah, but uh, that, was, that was my final thoughts on that. Yeah. But uh, that was only a part of uh, several other like um, meetings that Trump had with within Europe. He also um, there was like a NATO meeting, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that happened uh, a few last week. Trump and all the NATO countries, you know, met together. And the, the news that really came out of that was that Trump, in contrast, to what he did with Putin, because this was a different animal, NATO. He was calling out Germany like right to their face about their deal that they were making with Russia to build a natural gas pipeline that would go from Russia to Germany and you know give them natural gas because Germany people don't really understand this and I'm glad Trump brought it up he was very informative and very factual about it, very um, articulate when he was talking about this how Germany is basically very dependent on Russia for natural gas I saw a statistic. It said a Germany from CNBC that said Germany relied on Russia for 50 to 75 percent of their natural gas imports for 2017. You know, and through this deal, it could be up to 90. You know, as some projections have shown. So, you know, they they love calling out Russia and saying how bad they are. But oh, we'll take your natural gas and uh, give you some money to help your economy and help Putin. Like a little hypocritical, don't you think? <laughs> Yeah, I think they did. Was that also the one where they like talked about uh, taking like troops like out of Germany? Yeah, yeah. Trump was threatening to pull troops out because you guys. Oh, this was the big you know thing that he was also calling them out for. It's something that Obama talked about but didn't do, which is why aren't these NATO countries paying their fair share? They agreed to this percentage of their GDP to pay for defense, and they don't pay it. But the United States, we pay it in full, and we're paying for all their. Uh, we're praying to protect these countries. You know, they're they're freeloaders. They're freeloading us. It's one of the stupidest things that I think even both sides could agree on that Trump's one hundred percent right on. Oh, and worse than that too, they go and bitch about our military all the time. 
Yeah. Oh, the United States is too powerful, but we're the ones subsidizing it so they don't have to go and pay for the military. They they don't pay their fair share. We're why do we have to go and be like the world's literal police? Like we're we're not just the world's police, we're the world's fucking like mercenaries. Yeah. Why do we have to do that? And then they don't even pay their fair share and they bitch about us. I love how the left is the one that says the rich need to pay their fair share. They always say that. But then when Trump goes I think NATO should pay their fair share. Oh, you monster. How dare you? You know, it's like selective outrage once again. And, it's, you know, he's not our guy. So we're going to you know criticize him and hate on him for everything he does. You know, and you see all these people like, oh, Trump is, uh, hey, he's, uh, he's friends with Putin, but enemies with our allies. No, he's making our allies pay their fair fucking share. They made a commitment. It's tough love. Okay. They still have to live up to it. I don't care if they're allies or enemies. They signed an agreement. You agreed to do this, so do it. Like, I don't get why this is controversial. You know, why do we have to pay, like you said, why do we have to be the world's policemen? Why do we have to be paying for other militaries? And you want to know why these countries are, you know, want us to do this? Because, well, one, they save money. But two, a lot of these countries have socialized national health care. It's very expensive. Why can all these small countries afford it? They don't have a military to pay for we're paying for it. Nobody likes to, you know, talk about that. Oh, well, these... there's, uh, there's other stuff too. Because when we go and like make those drugs that they go and use for their universal health care, we are paying like all the R and D costs. That's why our yeah. drugs are so expensive. When they ship them out to like Germany, they can bet they can pay like two dollars. What's like you know like two hundred dollars or two thousand dollars in like uh, medication because we do all the R and D because we're like the only ones that have a uh, free. You know, market for the healthcare, and mm. it's, as long as there's one of them, we end up getting the shitty end of the stick. But they end up like basically being free riders, and I think it needs to stop. Like we need to start enforcing those um, that that like intellectual property, and uh, making sanctions accordingly if they steal our shit. Because I know like uh, they had that one thing with uh, that that Mark that Shrekelly guy, and he had that like you know two thousand yeah. dollar pill. And then, and like people were making it in Australia, and they're selling it for two dollars. Like that shouldn't happen. And the reason the pill costs so much is it costs them like billions of dollars to research and development, which they'll never get back for like a pill be that like only a handful of people in the world need. If there wasn't people like paying this money for the pill, and it's mostly the insurance companies, then uh, you know how are they? No one would be able to own the pill. No one would be able to go and take the pills. Yeah, and that's the side. That's the sad world that we live in, but someone's got to go and foot the bill. And it's either those companies or it'll be the government. And I trust the companies a lot more than I trust the government in like doing anything positive. So, yeah, exactly. The way it has to be. And when we have free riders, that's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem that's gone for too long. And Trump's finally doing something and they're all freaking out. Yeah, you know, they they deserve to get fucked on this one. Like, you guys have been preloading off our taxpayer dollars for far too long. Like, this is just it. Literally, is one of, like I said, it's one of those things that you would think would be common ground. This has got to be common ground between both and all many sides. But no, we can't even agree on something like this. But I digress. <laughs> um, so the other thing uh, we'll talk about quickly is Trump also, I mean, he's been, you know, halfway around the globe this past fucking week. It's, you know, been amazing. But he was uh, visiting the UK where he, you know, in a press conference, or sorry, in a 
interview with The Sun, I believe, called out Theresa May, the Prime Minister, for being weak on Brexit, you know, being a cuck about it. You know, if those who don't know, Theresa May, is a, you know, she calls herself a conservative, but she's an establishment conservative. She doesn't want Brexit to happen, so she's stonewalling it as much as she can and giving them soft Brexit in name only. Uh, and so Trump called her out for it. And he later backpelled it in a press conference, kind of apologized. And I think that was, again, a strategic move. In, you know, I don't think he, I think he wanted to show Theresa May that, you know, it can be nice to you, I can be bad to you, good cop, bad cop. So we'll see how that pans out. But what, what started a little silly controversy, again, because the media loves to pick on Trump for anything. When he met with the Queen, they were criticizing him for disrespecting her. Oh, and breaking protocol because he walked in front of her. Because apparently you're not allowed to walk in front of the Queen, apparently. Well, you know, we fought a war about this, you know, in '76, <laughs> like about not bowing to the queen and like not walking in front of her. I think we can do what we damn well want to do. Yeah, she's not even elected; she's just there. She doesn't even like really have that much power. Like, yeah, she's her, a figurehead. Like, yeah, like you know, I'd give more you know thought to the prime minister, where the hell is actually in charge. She's just kind of there to, you know, sell like fucking wedding things for her various kids. And I think she kind of controls the army, but basically, if she ever did nah. anything against what was voted for in like parliament, yeah, like they that wouldn't work out too well for her. So she's basically just kind of there, you know. Yeah, she is. She's basically just there and does some sort of charity work and waves at people. Uh, but you know, if you look at the video and you actually look at what happened, like I didn't see any problem with it. You could tell Trump was kind of confused as to what to do, and like I don't think they gave him instructions, so. She's kind of, first of all, she's walking slow as shit, because she's, like, fucking, like, 200 years old. And she's showing Trump, like, what to do and where to walk. So it's like, guys, like, don't lose your pants over something, you know, as small as this. But, you know, they want to get hysterical over everything. And what, of course, happened, there were protests. And there was that Trump baby balloon that, you know, got a bunch of signatures. And, you know, they thought it was going to be like this big Macy's Day Parade type balloon, but it was like this small balloon, you know, and that they had like a, you know, a courtyard and there were a good number of protesters, about 20,000. Uh, but the Sadiq Khan baby balloon got far more signatures in far less time. Uh, so that, and that's going to be at a protest coming up. But I, the media is acting like this is like, I, I was listening, I think the ABC News it was one. Of, it was three, six, or ten. You're one of the main networks, and they were saying, "Oh, this is the biggest protest London or the UK has seen in years." I was like, "Where were you guys when the Tommy Robinson protests were happening a few weeks ago? Those were massive, massive protests that were, you know, I like thousands of people there. So don't give me this, you know, selective coverage again. You know, why weren't you guys covering that? Like the Tommy Robinson thing is a should be a way bigger story. It should be a national outrage or a global outrage for that matter. But no, nothing about it. And then you had all these leftist outlets doing annoyingly slanderous headlines. Like the Washington Post said, quote, Trump's comments on European immigration mirror white nationalist rhetoric. <laughs> so I guess Trump's alt-right now <laughs> because he, he just, you know, said the, made an observation, which is that, uh, migrants, you know, mass immigration is changing European culture. Mass immigration from Muslim-majority countries 
uh, people that aren't assimilating is changing their culture. That's not a controversial thing to say, and it's not a white nationalist thing to say. I mean, culture has nothing to do with race. It's not race. We're not talking about that. But they like to, you know, fill the idea that Trump's a racist. And so the Guardian went full on. You'll never go full Guardian, but the Guardian went full Guardian and said, quote, let's drop the euphemisms. Donald Trump is a racist president. <laughs> it's just childish at this point. Like, I, Because I, 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 I see this shit, like, upload on Reddit, like, all the way to the top. I'm like, you morons, like, keep spouting this silliness. Even though this guy was loved by the left before he ran for president. He was on Oprah. There are pictures of him with Muhammad Ali and Rosa Parks. Black Americans loved him until he ran for president. Then he became a racist. You know, it's, it, it, that stuff just always, it always pisses me off, so I always have to mention it. Yeah, yeah, I feel, I, I, I know what you feel. Like, these, these protesters, of course, they're going to protest Trump. He's not Britain first. He's not some, like, globalist president. We didn't vote for a globalist president. We would have voted for Hillary Clinton if we wanted that bullshit. Yeah. We wanted to have someone who bring America's important, like, uh, values, America's, like, agenda ahead of everyone else's. And that's the point. We're done. Like, this globalization doesn't help American citizens. It, you know, we're not, like, what do you say? We're not voting for, uh, like, uh, I don't know, like, Europe or whatever. We're, we're voting for the Americans. You know, we need a president for America, not a president for China. We need to go and have someone who will have the backbone to go and tell these people to go and bugger off. And the funny thing is, their little, um, their little float is supposed to be all up super high in the sky, but it was yeah. only like maybe 20 feet high. It, it was bad. <laughs> like they weren't going to make fun of the Trump wall, but their little protest balloon is just a big waste of money. And I the find low it energy uh, balloon. <laughs> Is wasting all their money on some bullshit, you know? Did you see some of the videos that, like, I, I remember Stargon was down there. Like, some of the videos of these protesters, they were yeah, they pretty fucking dumb. They look disgusting. There's, like, some tranny or something. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can say that on YouTube anymore. <laughs> yeah. Whoop demonetized. There was some guy in that thong. They were like a lady bikini bottom with a bulging penis, like spreading its legs, and it's like grab a pussy with blood. That was oh, like God. a protest symbol. I was just like, why? Like, this really doesn't help the left. Like, when people see this, they're gonna be like, ew, I don't want to associate with that. That's just weird and disgusting. That's that's peak bad optics. You want to talk about yeah. that? They, like, most people don't want to have their children go like within 20 feet, not within 100 feet of these weirdos, just like looking disgusting and they're making it was supposed to be a trump show but apparently now it's a drag like an anti-trump show now it's like a drag show it's just like <laughs> all these weird people and they get these like and you know, these like fat lesbians with uh you know multicolored hair going to go and protest trump and you see all the people who are protesting on this like oh you, you go every time i see these protesters it makes me happy that i've been for trump so now i'm pissing off the you know the right people the people yeah. who are these people are just so like deluded and they think that, oh, you know, Trump's this evil, racist, Hitler wannabe, you know, loser, and he's really not. He just doesn't want the world to go and, like, devolve into this, like, you know, basically like Antifa wannabes. And he doesn't want that. That's why these people protest him. You know, these people who probably, you know, most of them, you know, they're, they're probably not very successful people. They probably hate themselves. They're probably depressed because, you know, they, they, they don't have their ideal world. They want to live in this world where it's okay to like have transgender babies and 
you know, you say the wrong thing and you'll be fired and like executed. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't bring the death penalty back for racists. Yeah. I could see them justifying that. You know, you won't like throw a convicted pedophile, you know, to the death penalty, but someone may, you know, Papa John makes a mean tweet (laughs) or he says something in an interview, which actually, you know, contextually it makes sense. It wasn't like he was racist things. That pisses me off too because they forced them out that company. Whoever that company is, you know, I hope that you know that you're never going to be able to go and like do PR for any other like major company because you know may, they may have got him fired and whatever, but other companies are going to see and they're going to know who who was in charge of that, and they're never going to hire you guys because they don't want to have to worry about being blackmailed. Because what I, what I understand was they like basically blackmailed. It was like you give me six million dollars and we'll make this go away. Like that's pretty screwed up. Jesus. And like he didn't even say anything racist. He was like talking about, you know, he used a certain language, which I'm gonna bother saying here because I don't want to be demonetized and like executed by the left. He's basically using certain language within a particular context, and then just because he used that word, you know, just because he was a certain race and he used that word, even though it was in perfectly fine context, he was executed. It's like the the girl at like that one rap concert. And uh, he used a racist, yeah. racist yeah. lyrics, but it's okay if a black guy says it. Mm-hmm. And he he put her on stage because he wanted her to go and say it. And uh, he she ends up saying it, and he acts all offended. Like, you know, these people are setting themselves up to fail. And, it, and that pisses me off. Yeah, and then he embarrassed her in front of all these people. And, you know, she probably adored him and thought he was, you know, um, I forget the rapper's name. But, like, it was, that was so disingenuous. But yeah, the Papa John's thing, uh, Papa boy here, you know, he, you know, he, he was in a conference call with people, and like you said, he said the uh, word you're not supposed to say above anything else, the N-word. Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, it's Voldemort. We're going to use that from now on. It's like we're living in the Harry Potter universe now. It's like, you do not say his name. Yeah, so he said Voldemort, and you know, in the context, you you like it, it, out of context, you go, oh my god, he said Voldemort, like this is terrible. But again, I immediately went, okay, what's context? And then I f- quickly learned he said, well, Colonel Sanders said Voldemort, and nobody yo lost their shit over that. You know, it wasn't an exact quote, obviously, but it's basically what he said, and it's a valid point because. Yo, he's the icon of KFC. And, you know, there are a lot of stereotypes associated with black people in KFC. So it's like you would think there'd be an uproar over it. You would think there'd be outrage, but there wasn't. And, you know, if given further context, you probably understand why he was talking about this. But the point is, he's not using the word with a mean, evil, racist intent. He's using it when talking about a historical example. Like, imagine if you were reading Huck Finn, which has it, the Voldemort word in it like 50 million times. Like, if you were reading that book, like, like let's say somebody was like, oh, can you read me this part of Huck Finn because, uh, you know, it's part of your book report. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, so-and-so said so-and-so and Voldemort and blah, blah, blah. And you're reading it off. And they, you know, they start losing their shit. They're like, oh, you're a racist. It's like, no, I'm just reading what the book says. You know, it, people that say context doesn't matter, like the UK court that almost put Count Anka in jail. Fuck you guys. It does matter. <laughs> context is literally everything. Because intent and context 
define the word in itself. There is, of course, the definition of what the word is, but why you're using it is the context and the intent. Because there are so many words that can be used for good and bad. There's so many words. You know, should he have said this in the conference call? No, it's stupid because you know somebody... Well, the thing is, when you're in a conference call like that company, they probably signed a non-disclosure agreement. If they did not sign a non-disclosure agreement with that company, that was bad on them. But yeah, what I'm way, saying is, valid. yeah, I, I know that. But what I'm saying is, he shouldn't have said it in the sense that, in a, in in terms of playing it smart, he should have known that somebody's going to get lose their shit and is going to leak it or something. You you know that shit happens today. You gotta be like super careful. So it's like even when you have good intentions or no bad intentions or whatever, yo, know, people take things the wrong way, and as you can see, you can lose your CEO spot rather quickly <laughs> over nothing so did papa john do nothing wrong uh yeah he kind of did nothing wrong but you know at the same time like i said he could have done things better but i i, I just again we, we we've talked about this like in you know offline conversation just people's obsession with words and you know they're they they think that you saying this word is such a bad thing that you should lose your career you should lose your life now, i'm not saying you should use the Voldemort word at all I'm not suggesting that, but what I'm saying is that we need to realize that there are things that are truly harmful to people, like, you know, beating somebody up, physical violence, you know, like stuff that Antifa does. But there's no outrage to that. But when somebody like this does it, there's huge outrage. And you, you, we got to balance it out. We got to stop worrying about words because words don't hurt you. They really don't. Can they hurt your feelings? Yes, but they don't hurt you physically and a physical harm is a universal harm like if i punch you in the face it's gonna hurt if i punch somebody else in the face it's gonna hurt if i stab somebody in the eye it's gonna hurt if i stab somebody else in the eye it's gonna hurt but if i say uh voldemort to one person voldemort to another one person may be offended one person won't be so well, it doesn't make any sense for them to be offended if there was no if there wasn't in the bad context if you're just getting offended at the utterance of a word regardless of the context and you need to go to a mental hospital because you have a disorder you have a disorder you have a mental disability where you find everything is like offensive yeah you must use in a perfectly a perfectly rational context like those people who did that and who contributed to him like losing their job like Wish, why wish those people end up like losing their jobs instead? Because they're the ones who are fucking terrible. Yeah, they're terrible people. I, I mean, he was a CEO, and he's probably he did probably didn't really lose any sort of money to begin with because he had a bunch in the stock. I mean, the stock probably took a little dive after that. I didn't really pay too much attention to that. Yeah, go people, back up eventually. The, the people who like are in this outrage mob, they need to like get a better job because it's just disgusting. Yeah, and I think to have alternative media because like you get like your cnn they're like oh he said something racist and then you get like these twitter mobs because they ban all the people who don't like believe in their little echo box and they have alternative opinions they kick them out like this is why we need alternative media folks because yep. the only voices that get out are the super left ones and who are like radical leftists yeah and it's like um you know uh oh god i lost my train of thought oh yeah you can almost guarantee these people that got on fire were SJWs. And these SJWs are just awful people. They literally are awful people. They will, you know, try to ruin your life over the littlest, most, you know, 
not even in this sort of case, but in other cases, those are the most non-offensive things. Over microaggressions, they will try their their hardest of, you know, uh, they will work so hard to ruin your life over a microaggression and to lose your job over microaggression, then they will actually spend trying to improve their life. Yeah, that's a depressing thing. These sort of people are the people that, they want to take away success from other people, and they don't want to build it themselves. They don't want to put in the work. They want to award award mediocrity and punish success. I mean, these are just genuinely awful people. Like, I, you know, I, I've always, I bitched about the alt right. I bitched about the alt left. I bitched about Antifa. You know, it's on record here on all these videos. So it's not like I'm playing one side here. But there is an objective, you know, uh, fact that there is more vitriol and hatred and just meanness and you know, coming from the radical left than there is the right. It is just true. You just look around. You don't see conservatives going out and trying, you know, to uh, ruin people's lives and make them lose their jobs over shit they've said like 50 years ago or out of context things. You just don't see it. You don't see conservatives beating people to have a bike locks because they disagree with them. You don't see this shit. You just don't. This is a problem to the, with the left, and they need to fix it for the sake of the country. And, um, you know, it, it's just getting worse. And, you know, I don't know when it's going to end, if it will ever end, because the left has been like this a long time. Like, you know, I've never been threatened by a conservative ever, but I have been threatened by leftists. Like, a leftist literally threatened to shoot and kill me, <laughs> as you know from the story I've told. Like, that has fucking happened. But I've never gotten that from the right, ever. And then people are going to say, well, it's because you probably never wore you know, a Hillary shirt around some conservatives. No, but I know people that are left-wing that have been around my right-wing friends and right-wing people I know, and nothing's happened to them. I know that's anecdotal, but give me examples. Find me examples of you know, left-wingers getting uh, assaulted or doxxed yeah. by conservatives. You won't find it. Without, without them doing something first beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that was an interesting tangent we went down. Uh, so I'm going to wrap up uh, these last two topics here uh, since we're getting in on the time. But uh, I'll mention this one quickly there's not much newsworthiness. Uh, Peter Strzok, like I already mentioned, the FBI uh, guy that was the head of the Clinton investigation and worked on the Russia investigation of Robert Mueller, uh, he sent out these text to his lover that he was having an affair with lisa page and he was saying stuff like about trump he said we'll stop it when referring to trump uh he was calling trump supporters like a bunch of stuff uh now you, you can look it up you, you you'll probably already you know people listening to our show already know this stuff but he, he was in a testimony in front of congress publicly it was a pretty long one i watched a good chunk of it and You've probably seen the memes and the pictures of him making all these weird, sinister faces, his goofy body language, and his arrogant, you know, sinisterness of him. And he basically, you know, I, I was trying to be very objective when watching it, and my takeaway really was that he was acting like that he was winning this thing. Like, he knew he was getting away with murder, and he knew they couldn't do a thing about him, and he was just eating it up. Like, he was chewing that shit up. And, you know, of course, he denied a bunch of things and whatnot. Like, because they were asking him, you know, did Mueller fire you because of these texts? And he said, 
No, but Mueller did bring it up in the conversation. It's like, well, what kind of fucking answer is that? Uh, you know, so it, it was that sort of thing, just back and forth all the time. It was a circus. Like, it was nuts. And the Republicans kept trying to grill the guy, but the strangest, like, is, this was really bizarre. The Democrats kept interrupting Republicans, stalling the time, defending Strzok to the point of they said he should get a fucking purple heart. And they even clapped after he gave, like, this little rant at Trey Gowdy, who nailed him good. And Stephen Colbert goes, oh, fucking uh, Peter Strzok owned Gowdy. He demolished him, or whatever words he used. I'm paraphrasing. Are you fucking kidding me? Gowdy had him down hard. I, I, I don't... I, this is a weird thing the left is going down. Where they're literally defending just genuinely terrible crooked, awful people. Like, you shouldn't... I don't see how you could defend Peter Strzok. I really don't. There's some criticism you can make of how the Republicans were going after him. Fine. But they were going to the point, like, they act like the guy did nothing wrong. They literally act like Peter Strzok did nothing wrong, and he should get a fucking purple heart. They were literally arguing that. I am not making this shit up. It, it, it just... It was mind-bending. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Yeah, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Like, you know, I think Michael Flynn, he ended up getting, like, fired or whatever for, like, similar, like, breaches of shit that's going on. And, like, he's, he was, like, texting a, uh, like, his affair, his mistress with his, with his company phone. I don't I don't think Michael Flynn was having an affair or anything. He apparently no, no, lied to guy, the FBI. This, this struck guy was... Oh, struck? Yeah, he yeah. was using it on FBI phones and all that shit. Like that's that's completely like that should be completely illegal and he should be sent to jail for that. Like just the stuff that he's done and the the level of uh, like just hatred towards Republicans is pretty easy to go and see. It's like calling them retards. Like you want to talk about words and Republican says the word retard, then everyone starts flipping their shit. But Democrat does, he gets a purple heart. Yeah. Like look at that level of hypocrisy over there. That's that's infuriating when they do that. Well, and then but, he's trying to act like he had no bias in the uh, investigation of Trump in Russia. Dude, you were saying these anti-Trump texts. Like, there's no reason you should have been on the investigation if you're this biased. And the Democrats were like, well, it doesn't mean, you know, it affected it. It's like, yeah, well, you, can, you can't prove that. But, like, come on. You know that, like, can you imagine if, like, let's say this guy is investigating your family and he sent all these texts saying, yo, Alex is an asshole, Alex. We got to stop Alex. Alex is terrible, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's not exactly what this guy was saying. But you get my point. If he's saying all this stuff, would you let him investigate you? Would you trust him to be unbiased? Oh, absolutely not. He obviously had his opinions beforehand and that you shouldn't have that. That's not what the uh, investigators should be. They should be unbiased. And if he did have a conflict of interest, he should have let it be known. They could have sent someone else. But, I mean, apparently the whole of the FBI is completely, you know, anti-Trump, anti-Trump bias. And they need to go and just, I think, clear house with all these, like, bigwigs who've been in there for years under the Obama administration because they can't be trusted. They have a deep state in operation, and I'm glad that they're starting to finally dismantle it, but it needs to go faster. And the thing is, he'll probably get out of scot-free. Yeah. You know, he'll probably get a cushy job somewhere else signing a book deal because the left just loves it. When he should be riding in prison right next to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. But, yeah, the only, I, like I said, all these people in the FBI that have been found to be corrupt, nothing's going to happen, so they're not going to get any 
you know, jail time or any real penalties. The only thing they're going to lose really is their jobs. And that's happened to this guy. He actually is still on the FBI payroll for some reason, but he's not on the Mueller investigation. He's probably going to eventually lose his job at the FBI, but that's all that's going to happen. You know, they don't get held accountable. They're all part of the system. They're all looking out for each other. Nothing's going to happen. But anyway, last topic I want to talk about uh, is in relation to the platform we're on, YouTube. Well, unless you're not listening to us on YouTube. But this is relevant to us and many other content creators. YouTube is giving $25 million to fund uh, a bunch of big media companies to, you know, create their own content on YouTube as if these companies need this fucking money. So who are they giving the money to? Uh, one of our favorite companies, Vox Media. <laughs> as if Vox needs more money for their uh, you know, crappy site. Uh, and they're also giving it to two kind of unknowns. Uh, Jehovah Pan, can't pronounce the person's name, and India Today. And, of course, they're going to announce more names in the future as more apply, you know, for the funding money, $25 million. Uh, And they're also doing other things to YouTube that they're changing because they want to combat fake news and conspiracies, whatever they're defining that as. Like, uh, uh, this is just an attack on InfoWars, basically. <laughs> it pretty much is going to be. Because they, uh, they want to, quote, make authoritative sources readily available so they're gonna like put like you know mainstream media uh previews of stories like on the top of search results for breaking news like if you type in uh trump putin summit like they'll have a story at the top that like sums it up and then you can click on it learn more you know they're gonna make local news more of a thing on youtube uh tv on the actual tv app on your tv which i actually kind of like that to be honest because local tv is more unbiased but uh, they're going to be adding context, supposedly, to stuff you search. Like, if you type in the moon landing, it'll tell you about the moon landing at the top of the search results. Yo, know, it, it, to me, this stuff is... I think it's all just... I think there's a lot of companies that are um, uh, uh, lobbying them to inflate their stuff to the top so they get more views because big media is dying. They're not getting views online. They're not getting viewership on TV, so they're looking for ways to get more money, and they need more ad revenue, so they want to get more views on their videos. So they're lobbying YouTube to get this shit going, and YouTube also wants to have a good uh, PR, wants to have a good image, so they want to look like, oh, we're being responsible and getting rid of fake news and that sort of bullshit. They don't give a shit. They don't. They just care about money. They care about their advertisers. That's it. You know, they're just giving money to the big establishment, uh, sources and they're not giving it to their content creators, the grassroots creators like PewDiePie, like Philip DeFranco. I think that's yeah, it is Philip DeFranco. I'm, not, I'm thinking the actor, uh, the other one, but your Philly D uh, or Sargon or you know, Paul Joseph Watson or Milo or Stephen Crowder. They're not giving it to those people. No, 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 no. They're giving it to uh. You know, uh, these big companies like Vox. Like, fucking Vox is neither money. I know I named some names for associated companies, but, you know, YouTube careers like PewDiePie or Philly D that start on YouTube, they make newsy videos, but they don't get this. Well, they just want to infiltrate the alternative media. And that's what's going to happen. If we keep using, like, YouTube, this is what we're going to see in the future. Just more and more infiltration by large corporations. So basically the same thing you see on the television today. 
That's all we're going to see in the next couple years if we don't change things up. Because YouTube, they've already been, like, they've already been pretty uh, screwed over, like, compared to what they used to be. Like, everything's getting censored. Everything's getting demonetized. It's not like the place you used to be able to make money off of a couple years ago. Like, these days, good luck on it. The only ways you can make money is you have, like, a makeup channel. (laughs) You're, like, a makeup channel or you're, like, a Let's Player. Yeah. Try to go and do anything politics, you get instantly demonetized unless you're like super progressive. You know, if you have like a show telling kids how to go and change their gender and apply to get like um, things pumped in their arms to make them into a girl, you'd probably get like a golden star or whatever on YouTube. But like you, you'd have a you, you have like a recent arguments against that, then you'll be labeled hate speech. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, I remember when Steven Crowder did that video with uh, Sved Computer when he infiltrated that LGBT, like, event thing, and, like, he mocked them and all that, and YouTube, like, within a fucking, like, hour. Yeah, I just saw the video, like, a few minutes after it dropped, and then YouTube removed the video, because, and their claim was they showed people's faces, but then they blurred it out and all that stuff, and... YouTube still wouldn't allow it. It was basically censorship. Yo, and they, yo, Crowder's videos will get like hundreds of thousands of views like really quickly, lots of comments, lots of likes, more than a lot of these late night hosts, and yet he's not on the trending page. It's fucking like Chank you or on his iPhone, you know, filming some stupid shit that doesn't get many views is on the trending page. Like, they, they, the, the, either the algorithms are really bad or they're manipulating it. They're, those are the only two options. They're obviously manipulating it. I see the info wars on there, and they've already like tried to strike down his channel. Yeah, they need to, they need to stop with that. But I, I just hope that we get some sort of alternative. I doubt it'll be like it's gonna be so hard because they have all the assets. And the only other way I can see is if it gets like regulated, which I think that's yeah. probably what they're gonna have to have happen. That's the but more likely uh, option. As much as I'm against like increased regulation, I think it kind of has to do that for YouTube because. This is basically political. It's like political donations at this point with the amount of stuff they're doing on there. Yeah, it's gotten so bad. It's just, you know, Alternative Me has such an uphill battle in all this, you know, with getting demonetized, getting pushed off the trending page, with the algorithms manipulating against them, with YouTube now literally, you know, subsidizing big media that doesn't need the money. Uh, you know, it, it, you know, in the end, the content, whichever content's best, should win, but that's kind of hard to do. Uh, you know, and we're obviously a very small channel at this point. Hopefully we get bigger, but YouTube ain't helping us. You know, they're helping out all their big boys. Uh, and it, to me, it's just depressing because it's not allowing free thought and discussion and, you know, to really, truly, artificially grow. Um, not sorry, not artificially, naturally grow. They want to artificially grow their stuff, not naturally let the consumers decide. And the consumers, you know, make things the way they want. You know, they're not letting the market do its thing. Absolutely, but uh, anyways, I think that's about all the that's time that we're gonna have for today. We gotta go and wrap it up. But um, tune in next week, and we'll probably have something else pumped out this sometime this week. Yeah. Yeah, we have a new foundry that just came out. We have this that's coming out. And we'll have another video coming out soon. Um, probably talking about that new show by the uh, Borak guy. But 
anyway, make sure you like the video, share the video with your friends, because YouTube definitely isn't going to share it for you. They're going to use their algorithms to you know, hide us into the dark corners of YouTube, so you guys share it to your friends. Comment below to increase our engagement and interact with people and continue the discussion. And of course, subscribe so you know when our new videos will come out because there's no other way you're going to know. And make sure you click that little bell and enable notifications to know when our videos are uploaded because there's even if you subscribe now, you will not always get it in your feed. So, like I said, like, share, comment below, and subscribe. And, of course, just spread the word and continue the conversation. On that note, we will close out for tonight. All right. Yeah, see you guys uh, soon. Peace. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Rio News. 